Hello everyone, welcome back to your favorite podcast, Brain Roast with Dr. HPM. In today's episode, we will be talking about one year completion of ChatGPT. The today's topic is ChatGPT, one year on, who is using it, how and why. So in just a year, ChatGPT has permeated scientific research. And in this episode, I will be sharing and revealing what I have learned in the last one year about how to use the chatbot and what should be the various should and should not to use it. So to start with, on 30th November 2022, the technology company OpenAI released ChatGPT, which is basically a chatbot built to respond to prompts in a human-like manner. It has taken the scientific community and the public by storm, attracting 1 million users in the first 5 days alone. That number now totals more than 180 million. I will be sharing how it changed my personal approach towards ChatGPT and Generative AI. Number 1. Fix. Don't amplify. Biases in healthcare. So there is no denying the technical accomplishments of the generative language and image models that have emerged in AI. In my case, I use ChatGPT mostly to help rewrite content in a different style. For example, to make a scientific abstract more suitable for a general audience or to summarize my research for a financial officer. I have also used it to suggest introductory language at the start of an article, email or paper. I do have concerns at a personal level about these generative AI tools being used for content creation, whether by students, academics, companies or the public. Generative models are known, for example, to hallucinate content, that is, give incorrect or fictional outputs. More pressingly, text, images, generation are prone to societal biases that cannot be easily fixed. In healthcare, this was illustrated by Tessa. Tessa is a rule-based chatbot designed to help people with eating disorders, run by a US non-profit organization. After it was augmented with generative AI, the now suspended bot gave detrimental advice. In some of the US hospitals, generative models are being used to manage and generate portions of EMRs, that is, electronic medical records. However, the large language models that underpin these systems are not giving medical advice and so do not require clearance by the US FDA. This means that it's effectively up to the hospitals to ensure that LLM use is fair and accurate. And basically, this is a huge concern. The use of generative AI tools in general and in health settings needs more research with an eye towards societal responsibility rather than efficiency or profit. The tools are flexible and powerful enough to make billing and messaging faster. But a naive deployment will entrench existing equity issues in these areas. Chatbots have been found, for example, to recommend different treatments depending on a patient's gender, race and ethnicity and socioeconomic status. Ultimately, it is important to recognize that generative models echo and extend the data that they have been trained on, making generative AI work to improve health equity. 
For instance, by using empathy training or suggesting edits that decreases biases is especially important given how susceptible humans are to convincing and human-like generated text. Rather than taking the healthcare systems, we have now simply speeding it up with the risk of exacerbating inequalities and throwing in hallucinations. AI needs to target improvement and transformation. The second thing I want to focus is think about whether it should be used at all or not. Now as we know that LLMs have entered the mainstream, many academics are feeling the pressure to jump off the bandwagon or be seen as missing out. They might not know exactly how they use this AI technology, but they feel that this increasingly powerful state-of-the-art technology must find a use somehow, like a hammer looking for a nail. So far, presumptions around on how generative AI tools will transform society, but there is no clear or undisputed use for this technology. From academic research to journalism and policy reports, in my view, the potential benefits of generative AI are routinely overinflated. Their failures, limitations and drawbacks are either omitted or merely mentioned in passing. The critical discussions that exist are limited to a narrow range of topics such as accuracy, reliability, performance and whether the data model is trained on and the model weights are closely or open source. These are important issues. But a basic question is rarely asked. Should the technology be used at all, especially as a solution to complex multifaceted challenges such as healthcare? For example, LLM-based solutions have been proposed for healthcare in low- and middle-income countries, despite the fact that AI systems are known to exacerbate social biases. Understanding and solving global health inequalities requires getting to the root cause of ugly social realities. This includes confronting legacies of colonialism and slavery and the preservation of asymmetric in power and wealth between the global north and south, such as the health or illness of some group matters less than that of others. It is much easier to put forward a simplistic technical solution under the pretense of doing something that it is to confront the roots of these enormous challenges. What exactly is needed is political willpower and just distribution of power and resources, not LLMs. Third, use it for structure, not exactly content. When ChatGPT was launched, I was too busy personally to pay serious attention to it. But within a span of 10 days, I realized that there was a closed communication and conversation about it on social media. I still remember back in January 2023, one of my contacts who had been experimenting with a lot of prompting wrote a thread on X, formerly called Twitter, on how best to use the chatbot for business purposes. And believe me, it proved very popular. I used those concepts and prompts as a model to explore its uses in academic writing and posted a thread that actually went viral. Many researchers wanted to learn about ChatGPT at that moment from me. 
Since then, I have developed ways of using it for academic purposes and shared them on X as well and job-focused platform LinkedIn. The most important thing I have emphasized is that generative AI is well suited to creating structure but not content. LLMs are trained to predict the next word in a sentence. That means the content a chatbot generates is typically predictable. Whereas original research is anything but otherwise proven. Instead, ChatGPT can serve as a brainstorming partner. It will not give you any uh, groundbreaking ideas, but through careful prompting, it can certainly help you to think in the right direction. It can also propose an outline for a research paper, which can serve as a starting point and a benchmark. OpenAI recently launched custom versions of ChatGPT tailored for specific purposes, which includes teaching, research, uh, and a lot others also. For example, a custom chat GPT can be created for a course asking it to always base its answer on the course materials provided. This should prevent the chatbot from hallucinating, making it a useful resource for students. Fourth, a tool for tailored teaching. At first, I was excited about chat GPT's promise for communicating science. It seemed that uh, it could write clear, crisp and accessible summaries of scientific papers and help to simplify medical jargon. However, I soon realized as a medical doctor that many of these purported applications often merited a healthy dose of scrutiny and proofreading. I found it prudent to use ChatGPT is more targeted ways being mindful of its pros and cons. I also had an opportunity to do so earlier this year while teaching science communication and public engagement to secondary school students. This is an era in which both creativity and critical thinking are crucial. As a farm proponent of learning by doing, I designed my sessions to be participatory in nature and interactive. I used improvisation games, performances, a lot of debates and discussions to expose the medical student to concepts in various science and medical communication started from storytelling, uh, audience framing, to ethical and social justice considerations. I use ChatGPT personally also to brainstorm prompts, questions and content for my classroom activities also came from there. For example, uh, it quickly helped me to collate 50 scientific metaphors such as for the DNA and for the gravity. I was aware that many students would preferably turn to ChatGPT for these kind of activities and group projects. Uh, rather than restricting my access to them, uh, which would have felt uh, in a very disingenuous uh, dis uh, manner, I was relying on the chatbot myself. I encouraged them to use uh, various AI tools freely, but not to reflect on their limitations. For a class of medical students, uh, which was working on various scientific writing tools, I collectively critiqued an anonymized mix of summaries of research papers written by them and by the ChatGPT. This actually totally sparked interesting discussions on what constitutes exactly a good opening sentence, the limitations of using AI tools, and tips for improving uh, one's own writing. This approach of uh, Embracing new technology also gradually helped me 
to still being acutely critical of multiple biases and pitfalls which felt most prudent to me and at least in the context of teaching and communicating science fifth point i want to focus is that it is not always reliable but it does spark joy a year ago i was very skeptical about how useful chat gpt would be in my day to day work as a science communicator which basically at its core involves presenting complex scientific ideas in an accessible manner so far many of my reservations have been well founded for example when i instructed the chatbot to rewrite the abstract of my thesis uh, in simpler terms i was not much impressed it retained much of the jargon and failed to make any key ideas accessible to a broad audience yes it uh, does have useful aspects the crucial first step is knowing how to frame a question to avoid getting irrelevant results i find chat gpt an efficient means of getting a rough overview of a topic which i can then drill into and it is likely that each user's experience will become increasingly personalized as chat gpt gains in power and accuracy is the next few years in my view it has an important part to play in sparking curiosity about a huge range of topics it's an immediate interactive source of information albeit not always guaranteed to be accurate and its role is distinct from that of a journalist who beyond fact checking considers wide implications and often shines a light of topics readers might not have thought to explore sixth point i want to focus is all about embrace ai in teaching rather than skirting around ai in the classroom i have incorporated into every assignment and lessons that i give to the medical students on the basis of that experiment and on the early research available on generative ai tools this is what i think the future holds ai cheating will remain undetectable and widespread ai detectors have repeatedly been shown to generate lots of false negative and false positives especially for students whose first language is not english teachers will need to reconsider and consider approaches other than homework to assess student learning ai technology will remain ubiquitous right now chat gpt 3.5 is free microsoft's bench and google's bard are also free all of these llm powered systems give unprecedented writing and analytical power to everyone even if the technology did not develop further i assume its use will become widespread and cost will remain reasonable ai will transform teaching students are already using llms as tutors and references as someone told me why raise your hand in the class when you can ask chat gpt a question we are going to need to think deeply about how to incorporate these tools with all their flaws and benefits into the class we can do this in ways that benefit teachers students and education as a whole as models become more accurate and more powerful they will probably take on a direct instructional role but direct instruction is only a small part of what teachers do classrooms provide so much more opportunities to practice learn skills collaborate on various problem solving things support from instructors and socializing learning environments will continue to add value even with excellent ai tutors 
but this will require adopting approaches such as active learning and flipped classrooms in which students are given course material before the class, during which the teacher instead facilitates group discussions. These are known to work well but have been hard to implement because of the constraints that instructors face. AI could well kickstart on this change. We have dealt with a trans such transformations before, but calculators introduced in the 1970s. They completely altered how mathematics was taught. Now education faces a much larger challenge, but one that provides opportunities as well as risks. Experimenting with AI in an ethical, appropriate way can lead to discovering the best ways to apply pedagogical principles to boost student learning. Seventh is one of the most important points I want to focus and the last important aspect. Transparency is needed. The abilities of ChatGPT and other generative AI systems have led some people to think that the tools might eventually take over human roles in reviewing and writing scientific articles. Indeed, these systems can and probably will serve in the manuscript preparation and reviewing including for data search. However, they are limited by certain aspects. First, ChatGPT is not a search engine and it has been shown to provide wrong answers. Another issue is that it is not transparent about how it constructs its text. Scientific papers must have a clear and reproducible methodology. The source of information, search, selection, data extraction and reporting strategies should be more detailed, empowering readers to critically evaluate not only the data in a manuscript but also its text. Hopefully, future AI-based programs will be more amenable to such critical appraisal. Until then, they cannot be reliably used in manuscript writing and reviewing. And I hope with this, you will have a good understanding that how ChatGPT has evolved in all our daily lives over the past one year. As OpenAI is back into action and is working on more customized tools and developing more interesting GPT-powered models, I am personally super excited about future. As a medical doctor working in the space of AI for healthcare, I am also super optimistic the future of LLMs and generative AI in reducing the mortality and improving the quality of life of patient care and delivering best of the health outcomes. In this episode, that's it. This is your host, Dr. Hara Prasad Mishra, signing off. Stay tuned for more such episodes. Thank you.